Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, March 23rd. This will be the final Vital Dawn podcast until Monday, April 4th. So there'll be about a week and a half hiatus uh, returning on Monday, April 4th. So for markets this morning, you have a very, very mild pullback in U.S. equity futures. So you have S&P futures down six points. That's about 13 basis points. Dow futures are down 37 points. That's 10 basis points. And then as I futures are down 30 points, that's about 20 basis points. Uh, turning to Europe, the major indices there are essentially unchanged. Um, no huge out or underperformers. You are seeing um, banks see some profit taking um, while energy outperforms. And then Asia traded well uh, pretty much across the board. Um, Japan in particular saw very healthy gains. Uh, Nikkei was up 3%. The Hang Seng rallied over 1%. So very slow evening as far as major incremental news is concerned. Um, you know, the, the market conversation is still focused on a lot of the big themes and trends, but you're not seeing a ton of, um, you're not seeing a lot of those themes and trends kind of really shift much. Um, so you had a very hot UK CPI this morning, consistent with a lot of the recent trends we've been seeing around the world of inflation, um, you know, staying very elevated right now. There is a big fear that you're going to see in the coming weeks and months inflation worsen as some of the commodity fallout from Russia, Ukraine starts to work its way through the numbers. Um, you know, I think markets will make a distinction between some of the core and headline readings and, and try to strip out um, commodities to get a sense of underlying inflation. But certainly you still have uh, a global inflation problem as the UK CPI this morning uh, makes clear. You have more Fed officials talking about 50 basis point cuts. So Mester was out uh, yesterday after the U.S. closed. Um, you know, she's the latest one to kind of mention 50 basis points. It really does seem like unless something catastrophic happens um, in terms of Russia, Ukraine really influencing global markets, global growth, that the Fed is shaping up for a 50 basis point hike in May. Um, you know, I think that, again, markets aren't as concerned about that, as some of the headlines may suggest. This is more concerning the pace of tightening, not necessarily the ultimate level of rates. And we're still waiting on the balance sheet runoff details, which are also going to come at that May meeting. So to the extent there is a 50 basis point hike, I think the Fed can more than offset that if the um, if the runoff schedule is relatively mild. I think markets are very much more focused on how the Fed plans on shrinking its balance sheet versus um, necessarily the pace of tightening. Um, nothing really all that incremental to say in Russia, Ukraine. It's still very much kind of a bloody stalemate. You you have Russia continuing to bombard uh, Mariupol on the on the uh, southern part of the country, the southeast part of the country. Um, you know, various reports suggest that city's on the brink of falling, but there's really not going to be much of a city left. Um, you know, Russia's still relatively stalled at the north. There's, um, you know, some chatter about Belarus entering the battle on behalf of Russia. I don't really think that moves the needle all that much. Um, you know, Russia's own military has been quite chaotic in its performance. I don't see why bringing in another country is going to really change that. If anything, it could exacerbate, um, you know, some of the uh, chaos as far as its its operational planning. Um, talks are ongoing between the two sides. Nothing seems imminent. As far as some type of a breakthrough agreement, uh, Macron spoke to both sides yesterday. The French government says doesn't uh, French government is not hopeful of any type of an immediate breakthrough. Um, Biden is heading to Europe for a bunch of big meetings and summits um, tomorrow. Reports suggest there's going to see another round of uh, sanctions imposed from the U.S. and EU. 
these sanctions don't seem particularly draconian. They're just going to impose sanctions on uh, members of the uh, Russian Congress. So not necessarily intensifying some of the types of sanctions that markets care most about. Um, but you are seeing, again, international financial pressures um, grow more severe. Um Nothing all that new as far as oil is concerned. Um, you know, I thought the journal had a very interesting article out during trading yesterday saying how Chevron apparently is promising the U.S. government that it could ramp Venezuelan output. It could double Venezuelan output. So bringing on about 800,000 barrels a day um, within months if the U.S. Um, gives it permission to do so. That would require removing certain sanctions. Um, you know, just showing that there are other sources of supply um, around the world, including Iran, to the extent you see an Iranian deal. You are seeing evidence of U.S. shale also um, picking up its production. Hess spoke yesterday about how, um, you know, it could accelerate plans to uh, put a uh, another rig in its in North Dakota uh, shale operations. Um on the company-specific front, Adobe is probably the big report overnight. Um, you know, the headline guidance is a little bit soft. Some of that has to do with Russia-Ukraine, where they do have exposure and where they are taking that out of their guidance. Um, underlying fundamentals there are still pretty healthy. Tencent just had numbers out a couple uh, about an hour ago after Asia closed. Um, the, you know, a lot of noise in the number. I have all the details in the piece. I think it's kind of a boring report overall. I think China... For the most part, Chinese investors are focused on more macro issues right now after that announcement last week, um, you know, easing to the extent you're going to see the Chinese government um, ease policy to the extent they're going to kind of moderate its zero tolerance approach to COVID, et cetera. So I think in one or two days, I think people will forget about the 10 cent report this morning. Um, nothing on the calendar for today other than a couple of earnings reports. and None of them should really move the broader market. Um, you know, this normally, again, is a very, very slow time in the market right now, um, you know, ahead of the Q1 earnings season, which starts in less than a month. Um, Russia, Ukraine is still going to create a lot of headlines. But other than that, um, this is a very kind of slow period. You have the U.S. jobs report next Friday, um, and then it, and then you're kind of into that Q1 earnings season, like I said. Uh as far as a broader tape is concerned, um, you know, I, I definitely don't have as much conviction in, in calling for further upside. That 4,600 level remains the, a ceiling. Um, you know, you're, you're about 100 points from that. So you've had an enormous rally in really just the last week, um, you know, 8.5% uh, trough to peak for the S&P. So certainly the market is due for a pullback, for due for at least some consolidation. Um, and and like I said, it's only about 2% to that 4,600 level. So risk reward, a lot less favorable than it was. Um, and that is everything for today, Wednesday, 20, Wednesday March 23rd. And uh, the podcast will return on Monday, April 4th. Thank you for listening.